Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me. I can't do it if you're looking at me. Come on. You can do it. You can do this. All right. Welcome to episode three of Dust Watch. Hey, episode three. You threw me off. I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> I don't know what's happening anymore. Uh, it's episode three of Dust Watch for episode three of His Dark Materials, The Spies. Mm-hmm. There is a uh, quite a lot that happened here. Who are we? Who are we? We introduced ourselves last week. Do we have to do it every time? Are they? What if somebody just starts listening right now? Why would they do that? People do that. Go away. Don't listen to this. You have to start by letting people know who's in the room. All right. Fuck it. We're just gonna we're just gonna restart. Okay. No. No. Restart. Keep going. Restart. Let's go. No. We're restarting. All this is staying in. No. <laughs> uh, welcome to episode three of Dust Watch. Aaron, don't laugh at me. <laughs> <laughs> you have to cut all of this out. Oh, it's going so much. No, in. go ahead. It has to be cut out. Okay. <clears throat> you better not start over again, woman. <laughs> Just go. What are you doing? Fuck it. Okay. Um, I'm Emma. This is Aaron. Hey. There's your introduction. Hey, anyway, see, can easy. we just talk about this TV show? Yes. All I want to do is talk about the TV show. I don't okay. want to do all the other stuff. It's it's easy. You got to get through the small part. I don't Let's like go. any of that that just you happened. Got, you got 100,000 notes to start with, and then this is episode three. This is Spies. Go. I'm going to put like a little note on this episode that says, just start the episode like four minutes in. Maybe five. Almost five. Are yeah. you kidding me? <laughs> Oh, my God. Nobody's listening to this anymore. Yes, they are. We've lost all their listeners. Well, if you don't go on with the show, <laughs> let's go. All right. So, oh, God. I just hit the microphone. You're fine. Um, so, we ended off last week's episode with a very dramatic cliffhanger. Ooh. Lyra had the net thrown over her. Did you really just not That's turn what off I was phone? going to get my phone for. Yeah, so she had the net thrown over <laughs> her, and she was being captured by one of the gobblers. And um, then she is just thrown into a back of a van. Yes. And just not belted in. Yeah. No, no safety. That's, no, I mean, she's just in the net. That's the rolling yeah, around. Yeah. And we pick up right there, of course. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were. Anyway. Well, you um, had skipped already. What? Have you started this? Okay, whatever. Okay, yes. I don't know. Wait, anyway. We're good. We're good. Um, But yeah, so we pick up there. She's kind of getting thrown around. She is ostensibly being taken by the gobblers until. All of a sudden, yeah, everything goes to shit for them. The Avengers show up, yeah, they do. Yeah. The the Egyptian Avengers. I was actually hyped again because yeah. I, I noticed the bowl haircut of uh, <laughs> of what's his Tony? name of Tony, and I was like, this is what I wanted to see. What what plan did him and the other dude have? So let let's do it. And they had masks on. They were prepared. Like they knew what they were doing. If only they'd done it like it was in the books, you would have been way more hype because it is violent in the books. You said it was like a. Are you said a bloody netter? Yeah, like yeah. Sh- they like slit one's throat and he falls oh, okay. over Lyra and there's children. like blood gushing all over. It's a whole thing. It's children. We didn't need that. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Jeez. She's twelve. She can handle it. Yeah. No, I'm talking about we didn't need him being a murderer. I'd. Whatever age he is, fifteen or you know. Yeah, I, I didn't. I don't feel like I remember him being that young in the books. But we talked about it earlier. It might just be because Lyra feels like he's older because she's so young that everybody that's older than you at that age feels like they're a million years old. Yeah, but I mean, like I always read it as he, he was like seventeen or eighteen really? or twenty or something. How old do you think people are when they hit puberty? But that wasn't a thing. Remember we talked about that. That whole oh, ceremony that wasn't, a thing. wasn't a thing. I thought you just said the ceremony wasn't, but I thought puberty and they stop changing is a thing. Well, yeah. Well, then but his demon had already settled when you met him. Oh, okay. So All it's right. a whole. Anyway, I thought I thought Tony Costa was older, but okay. he's 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 a child as he's well. He's child. So uh, Lyra gets saved, and you commented on the fact that Tony opens the door and he knows her immediately. Yeah, and they've never met each other in 
the uh, TV series so far. Yeah. It's just kind of been, and she like knows, knows him. Yeah. Like, she goes, Tony Costa. Like, yeah, like she knows his full name. Exactly. She full names him. And that's weird. Like, why wouldn't they show that at least once or twice? Yeah, the show really hasn't established how close she was with Egyptians. Like, to an extent, like, you know, they weren't best friends, but they grew up playing together. Those were the kids that she played with. They could have done that easily, too, yeah. like with episode one, when they like, were racing. The scene, yeah, the scene yeah. with her and Roger just... Put them outside, have them run into the Egyptians, have them go There has been no connection between them so far um, that they've shown in the show, so. I don't know, man. You get the feeling that the Egyptians know Lyra a lot better than we think because they're the only ones that know her last name. Yeah, they kept calling (laughs) her her full government name the whole time, too. The first time we've heard Lyra's last name, I think, in the the show, Lyra Balakwa. And I think you only told me that last episode when you were asking, have they said her name? Yeah, so. Yeah, no, no, they know her. They definitely know they her. They do. I do get more of a sense of um, her importance. Like, she's important. She's an important person after this episode, I'll tell you that. Very much so. Okay. Because I, I think I was saying it uh, last episode or episode before, I was like, she's not like the boy who lived. Like, she's mm-hmm. not, you know, special so far. But this one. You find right, out a I lot of a little, different yeah, things. Yes. Um, so we go from Lyra getting saved by the Egyptians to Mrs. Coulter, full military raiding Jordan College, because I guess fuck Scholastic Sanctuary. Yeah, so I don't know who's backing, like, is she her own private thing? Because I don't think she's working inside the Magisterium. No, that was the Magisterium. That was the Magisterium's people. That's why, um... Uh, what is it? They get so like they get so upset that like the Magisterium's coming after them because there is classic century. Like the the scene that you were very hype about with Lord Boreal. Yes. If you stopped mooning over Lord Boreal First and actually all, listened to the conversation, let's, let's let's pull it back a little. He's just a very well dressed person. You're obsessed. And there's nobody in the the show that's. I'm looking at Egyptians the whole time. They're just like <laughs> bums. So, but anyway, when they and Boreal's there. I don't know, because you were down looking at notes for a hot second, and he was there, because she goes up to him and kind of gives him the look like... I'm telling you, they're trying to make him, like, a main-ass character. But he is. He's not. No, he 100% is, though. He's the main, And when we get to the end of the episode, we'll talk a little bit about about how they're kind of starting to upset me a little bit with the direction they're taking With him specifically, or just everything? With him specifically. Okay. So... While they're ripping up books, the the question that I or the the initial thought I wanted to touch on this because I was thinking the master and um, uh, Miss Coulter, Coulter were tighter than uh, they, right. they they seemed because she comes in and she's like the master has asked me to find a place for you yeah so I'm like okay and they show that in the preview mm-hmm. before like hey last time so I'm like okay. They've got to be in cahoots somehow. Like, they're really tight buddy-buddy. Like, you know, he was going to poison mm-hmm. Lord, uh, Lord Asriel, and, and you know, he's given up Lyra, too. But it's just like, I didn't understand. And I still don't kind of understand his role in all of this because he kind of flip-flops. Like, yeah. it kind of seems like he's against something, but he's with something. He gave her her alethiometer before she bounced and like when you get the sense in their conversation that the side that he's on is lyra's side he doesn't give a fuck about either of them but he really cares about her like he i actually wrote down what he said because it kind of struck me um where is it yeah he said i gave her when he's talking to mrs coulter and mrs coulter is basically like accusing him of uh knowing where she is and not telling him or like you're hiding her here she's somewhere he says, I gave her to your to to you to care for and you lost her. You've already done the worst thing you can do to me. Oh, that last part, but everything besides the you've already done the worst thing you could do to me. I was just thinking he's saying it like, Well, I didn't have her, I gave her to you. 
like type no, of situation. No, he's like he's like upset that. about it because she's looking for him specifically. That's mm-hmm. what she's ransacking the place. I don't know if we said that. Yeah, she's but, looking for Lyra. Yeah, she's looking for Lyra the whole time. Um, and, and she finds some some pretty picture books. So she finds uh, our one of her men bring three books to be specific, and she's like, "Oh, you have." these books mm-hmm. uh, and she opens them up and instantly when she opened them up I can see like little symbols and everything inside of them and I guess these are the books you need to read the alethiometer yes um, which is what she explains to him and how, what she explains or she explains that it's very um, unorthodox that they have these because yes. they should not have an alethiometer because the magisterium has all of them you should not have one why do you have these books well she said the the Magisterium knows where each one is registered or whatever, mm-hmm. and Jordan College doesn't have one registered with it or whatever. Yeah. So clearly somebody's been, you know, been hiding some and stuff. And he full on just gives Lyra up immediately. Oh yeah, he was to he was Takashi six nine in this one. Yeah. yeah. He was snitching on. He was like, well, I mean, she's got it. I gave it back to her. You he know? says, because uh, he he tells Mrs. Coulter with his eyes. Uh, you know, he, 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 he gives her that look and she goes, Lyra has it really? Uh, he tells her that Lyra has it and he says, um, she arrived in my care with it and I was merely returning it to so her. So he basically snitched and said, Lord Asriel <laughs> had it, gave it to me when he gave me Lyra and I just gave it back to her. Pretty much. Wow. He, full. that's why I don't understand his whole, like, why would you trust this dude? Like I, I don't understand. He he's flip flopped so much. I, mm-hmm. I, you know he's he's one of the most confusing characters to me in the. I mean, besides Miss Coulter and you know her uh, zoning out and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, I will say I don't remember any scene from the book of her going in and destroying Jordan College. Really looking for her. Oh. And again, it might be one of those things that they added in because we see everything from Lyra's perspective, and she wouldn't have seen that obviously. Yeah, true. But I'm just like, okay, okay, this so, is a thing that's happening. So they're ripping up pages or whatever. And when she leaves on this scene, does she instruct them to just tear everything apart? Yeah. Okay. So she, it's it's done for yeah. for Jordan College. Okay. Apparently, according to her. Um. So we we go back to the Egyptians. We go back to Lyra, and Lyra and Ma Costa finally uh, officially meet. Yeah. Which well, I've been waiting for because I really like Ma Costa. Okay. I like her as a character. I felt like she wasn't anybody important in the beginning, like the first two. Mm-hmm. This definitely. This definitely put more people to the forefront that are important to the, I guess. Yes, to the overall grand, yeah, story. Yeah, the grand story. Um, so Ma Costa yeah. and Lyra meet. They have like a, a really sort of a sweet bonding moment later on. But like this, you know, she's kind of, she's mothering her. She's like rubbing her arms and making sure she's warm and wrapping her up. And, yeah. And you kind of just get this very motherly feeling from Ma Costa, which I really like. I love mm, her. Foreshadowing. <laughs> and, uh, and, and Ma Costa is mad at Tony. She is pissed. Yeah, for because uh, uh, he's lying about how they found. Well, we just stumbled across her, you know? Yeah. We were just out with the boys. Going for supplies, he said. Yeah. He switched his story, actually. He was like, we're going out for supplies. And he was, we were just out. We were just out. And then mm-hmm. we found her. Uh, I like how Lyra saved, though. Like, she, he rescued me, okay? Just, you know, let's leave it at that. She herself is a compulsive liar, so she's got it. I mean, her name is Lyra. Really? So, I mean, really? We're just going to go there? Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Um, so, where do we go from here? So, I, I have quotes in here, and I'm trying to remember where we went from here. So, basically, Ma Costa is very upset with Tony. Um, it really isn't isn't understanding 
why he won't tell her what's going on. But, like, I don't understand where the anger is coming from. They both have the same objective. Let's find, uh, I was about to say Billy. Let's fi- is it, it's not Billy. No, Billy Billy's is her son. Roger is her friend. Roger is the friend. Okay. So, yeah, it's the same objective. We need to find Billy. Mm-hmm. You know, so you would have wanted to go out and do these things yourself if you were, you know, capable of it. I am, as a son, you know, let me go and do these little secret yeah. missions and stuff like that. And so Lyra, I believe this is where Lyra tells them about the things that she saw in Mrs. Coulter's study. Um, you yeah. know, she saw the papers there in the north, and, and Ma Cost is like, it doesn't, none of this means anything. None of it, you know, it's nothing. We don't have anything yet. And Lyra says it's a start to beating them. Yeah. And, like, you really kind of get the feeling that she's, like, she's going to power through this. She she wants to fight. She wants it to be a battle. And, and she says that eventually in the in the story. She wants to fight. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she meets John Faw as well, which I uh, we I believe this was the first time that we've seen her and John, well, obviously it's the first time we've seen her and John Faw together. Yes. Uh, this was the, the character, we'll harken back to episode two, where, uh, look at that, the, the character that was supposed to, I guess, in the books, say that Lord Asriel is the father. Okay, so here we go. Here's yeah, the thing. So I got real upset last week when Mrs. Coulter was the one that told Lyra that Asriel is her father because John Faw is supposed to be the one to tell her the whole story. The whole story. But Okay, now let's, let's work through this, though, because this is a writer's, you know, interpretation and how they kind of got the end game uh, to you. Why in the books is John Fa telling her all that stuff? So it's actually, I just kind of scrubbed through to the scene that uh, is on my TV right now, um, which obviously our audio listeners, they have no yeah, idea. They, yeah, they don't know yeah, anything. They have no idea. Yeah. But basically it's kind of, you know, framed very much the same way. It's her and Fada Coram and, and John Fa, and they're all sitting in the room. Um, and she's basically asking them like, why, like, why would I trust you? Why should I trust you? Like, like everybody I know, you know, is attacking me. I'm just, I'm just trying to live. I'm just trying to live my life. I just want to find my friend. Like I want to go. Um, and so he sits her down and he tells her the whole story. He tells her that Lord Asriel is her father. He tells her the story of, um, how, uh, Lord Asriel and her mother, um, you know, met and fell in love and the whole thing where he kills her mother's husband and it's like it's a whole scene and the very important thing about it is that it 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 sets the relationship between those characters in a way that now we don't have so when you take that moment away from John Faw and you give it to Mrs. Coulter you take away the catalyst and the reason for her to trust John Faw and I for her to look at this as a person who's for the first time in her life treating her like an adult I thought you were saying it was just the trust between her and the Egyptians, period. Not just her and specifically John Fa. Well, I mean, her trust in John Fa is her trust in the Egyptians. He's the king of the Egyptians. Okay, so then knowing now that how she gets her trust in the Egyptians, isn't it just kind of the same in you know means no, to an end? No, though? it's different. It's just the taking the moment away from John Fa and giving it to Mrs. Coulter changes the character dynamic on all of those accounts. Which it, to it definitely me cha- was it, weird. It, it definitely changes it for sure. Because now you could essentially not have John Fa as even like a, a, a forefront character. Right. He can kind of be in the background. So exactly. So all they did was just take a little shine from him. But I think you still get the same result of... You she, don't know if it's the same result because you've never read the book. No, but I'm saying the you result... The, let me finish. The same result of her trusting the the Egyptians. And we'll get to that part when... To an extent. What do you mean to an extent? To like an fully extent. now. 
Okay, let's, let's, let's go because... And she asks, at one point, she asks him a question. So they actually do have this scene where they all sit down and they're talking. Yeah. Um, and she asks why she's so important. She's like, why is Mrs. Coulter coming for me so hard? Why am I so special? Yeah. Why do I, you know, what is this? And he kind of is like, it's not a question I can answer. So, I mean... I'm like, but you can. But, but, but you literally can. But, again, if he's not playing that role anymore like he was in the book, then yeah, they they took it away. Just taking shine away from the brother. That's all it was. But here's the thing, though. I I because I despise this type of treatment of characters in books when it comes from Harry Potter and all that type of stuff. If the person that's so important and is in danger for some reason, give them all the information they need to mm-hmm. know. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't like that. You don't need to know now or well, and that was important here because this was the first time the first time she ever sat down with John Faw, he yeah. laid out everything. In the he books, was like, This saying. is your mother, this is your father, this uh-huh. is what happened, and this is the Egyptian woman that, that cared for you, and like he lays out everything. So for people that don't know, real brief uh story, uh Lord Asriel uh hooked up with a married woman, uh I was about to say Ma Costa, but no, <laughs> no. hooked up with uh Mrs. Mrs. Coulter. Mrs. Wife uh, of Edward Coulter. Wife of Edward Coulter, a politician. A politician. And uh, they had a baby, but uh, Lord Asriel and Mr. Uh, Mr. I keep saying Mr. Costa <laughs> and Mr. Coulter. I'm just listening to you try to explain this. Had a, a disagreement, we'll say. Uh, and they one, duelled. They had a duel. Did it, did it say duel? I no, just but he it's went over there. A duel. Yeah, because yeah, he, he went over there over to there. confront him, yeah. be like, "Hey, you know, you got up in my wife, and I'm not having that." And Lord Asriel, probably being the better fighter, you know, and probably having a leopard on his side, <laughs> killed, you know. He uh, shot him. He shot him? He shot him. Did they say shoot? No. Okay. I don't know if they say I'm pretty sure. He killed him. Yeah. So he killed him. Uh, the government comes through, or the church? Yeah. Well, they're the one in the same. One in the same. Okay. So they come through. They take Lyra as a baby and basically put her in, uh, you know, foster but this care. Is, so this is the bullshit of it, though, because the reason that all this, that, that there was, like, a question of where Lyra should go and who's guilty and who's not guilty is because to the government slash church, both men were in the right because Lord Asriel has a right to defend himself in his own home. Correct. Because Edward Coulter came and confronted him. Yes. And Edward Coulter has the right to seek vengeance on a man for violating his wife. That's the difference. What the law. Yeah, that's the difference decided. in our law and this their law. This is the biggest bullshit. So then the, the the government basically is like, neither of you is in the right, neither of you is in the wrong. We're going to take the child and put her somewhere. That's a dumb thing. And I'm wondering where the author thought that from. Like, where did he get that from? Like, stand, like defending yourself in your home. Yeah, understandable. That's, you know, because the law. Because it's a church. Yeah, but the church never says go get vengeance on the man that really, that really the, the 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 church has never said no church has ever said that you can kill a man for violating your wife because she's your property. I've never okay, not the, not the black that's churches a, I was raised in. That's a conversation for another day. I hey, I don't know what churches you were uh, exposed to, but uh, you you don't go and. Seek revenge on the person. Well, not in 2019 that, churches. Well, that's what I'm talking. I don't know about the older. I don't care about those old oh my archaic. God, this is whatever. <laughs> but that's what. The, okay. You know what? You're but it's important. Too sweet and pure and innocent no, for this. Okay. That's what is. That's what's. That's what's important though, because that's what this is kind of based on, right? This is the church that he's making the big bad, right? Yes. Those old archaic yes. thoughts. Okay, so that's. <laughs> I understand it. You can't be trying to put our values onto this shit. I understand it. That's what I'm saying. I'm just trying to understand. So anyway, he killed him. Yes. So that's a whole thing. And then. Oh, let me. I got to finish the whole oh, thing. Okay, okay. So he took the baby. Uh, or the government took the baby. Church took the baby. 
gave it up for adoption, basically, or put it in the care of the the nuns and the uh, the priests and stuff like that. Uh, Lord Asriel was like not having that. No, that's not what they. Say oh no, that's here. book. Sorry, that's book. Flood happened. Yeah. So when the flood happened, Lord Asriel, like a thief in the night, apparently comes through, swoops her up, and that's where you get the little first like thirty seconds of episode one, where he takes her to uh, Jordan College and gives her up to the the flip flopper. So we actually jumped way ahead because that scene isn't for like quite a while in the show. But, um, yeah, but it makes it with the book. That's makes, the problem. Yeah. So this is kind of where I was talking earlier about the, I've talked in the last couple episodes about how the show is changing some of the characterizations to make them more palatable, I think, for viewers. Um, I think how the so? way that they're phrasing this with Lord Asriel is to make him more palatable. Because like the way that they phrase it is like there was a big flood and he swooped in and saved this girl before you know anything bad could happen to her and takes her to Jordan College and that's the thing. In the book, it's literally just because, like, no, he's not having that. He just waltzes on in, grabs her, and takes her to Jordan College because he hates monks and priests and so nuns. So why, that's not more palatable, I don't understand. Like, that's it's the, the same it's the thing. Difference, no, it's the difference between, in the book, he was just like, I'm not standing for you doing this to my, my kid because, you know, she's an extension of me and my name and you're not pulling this shit on me versus going in, waiting until the flood happens and going in to, like, save her and take her out of there. I don't know. I mean, if you want to frame the church as, you know, or the magisterium as the bad guys, then it just would it would make sense that he would go in and just snatch her. Well, it makes sense either way. But it's just the idea there is his motivation in his mind, the way that his motivation is portrayed is different. I wonder if and they I wonder if they different. say it different or if he'll say it different or something like that later on in the season. Like maybe he'll be like, I took you away from, <laughs> you know, uh, that place because I don't want I didn't want you there. Like, I don't like those people. Like yeah, if he, he says it, because remember this is second hand that we're hearing this from. Mm-hmm. I don't know, so let's let's what's on your timeline? Because uh, we're not even there yet. We're no. just kind of skipping ahead. I actually had the lineup on the book, and then I turned away from it, so I don't know where it is anymore. I just have Fold in all caps here. Uh, I have in all caps. She's wearing pants? What? Question mark. I don't understand. Aaron why that's does not wrong. understand why this is upsetting me, but it upsets me that Lyra's wearing pants because she wears dresses all the time. It never crosses her mind that pants are like a thing that that she would wear or that she could wear, and it it, it, it obviously doesn't matter to the current story at all. But it's just one of those things. Like, it's like a world building thing. It's a world building thing because it's it's one of those things that again just demonstrates the difference between the world that Boreal keeps on fucking crossing into. First of all, and this world all, right don't, don't here speak that we're of, in. Don't speak ill of Boreal. But that's a whole. I other can understand thing. if you were thinking it represents her, like her nature. Growing up at Oxford College, women are supposed to wear dresses. Right. You know, there's like, no, you don't wear pants. Yeah. That's, I can understand that, but I'm not getting that type of feel. So it's just like, okay, right. She's that's wearing, the whole point. That you're not getting that type of feel because they're overalls. changing it. I mean, she was wearing what overalls in the beginning. She's it's actually only so wore weird. overalls if it's not Mrs. So uh, weird. Mrs. Coulter's, you know, dresses and stuff like that. So. Hey. So. <laughs> In the middle of all of this, Boreal goes back over to the other side because Which, we're just gonna keep going with this storyline. I, f- I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna record you while we're watching it, just like secretly, <laughs> because you are just you're. What are we doing? What are we doing? Oh, we're going here again. We're going here again. And I'm like, can he? I'm so mad. 
can you let it roll? Like all he's doing is doing showing us what we've seen already. I'm so upset. No, it's so after this episode, and we'll get into this later on the episode. I feel like I say that every time because I always start talking about things early. <laughs> There's a scene later on, which honestly I can't get that into because I don't want to spoil anything for you. But okay. I'm, I'm starting. As of this episode, I'm starting to maybe understand where I think they might be going with giving us so much of this early. But you don't like it. But I don't like it. Okay. Because it kind of just relies on viewers being stupid. Oh, we gotta we gotta get to episode eight. Because I, <laughs> I, I like I want to come back and I want to question these these theories that you have. Of why you think they chose to do this and why you think they think it's gonna, their it's, viewers are stupid. It's going to wait until episode eight, but then we'll also have to wait until next season. Should because we, all of this stuff is from book two. Are we going to, because uh, I don't know if they've filmed this. I don't know if they even do anything like that of like next season and then show you a little we'll bit. We'll see. Okay, but anyway, can, continue. Because um, there's a lot of stuff I want to get there into. There is a lot. Yeah, so. So there was a really weird, so her. So after we see Boreal go to the other side, he finds a boot on his car. He's, he does. Doesn't really looks know what perplexed. to do about it. Yeah, he looks perplexed. Uh, but there is a boot on his car. Uh, which fun fact that little uh, that where that gate is and where the the window into the other world is. Uh, apparently, Lin Manuel used to live like right in front of it. Lin-Manuel. Shut up. Yeah, That's he posted crazy. a picture on Twitter and he was like, nice. "I can finally say this. This was right in front of where we used to live." Is that in New York or is no, it it's in London? It's in London. He lived in London. Nice. Or nice. somewhere in England. Or in yes. Um. So we go back and Lyra and Fodacorum are kind of sitting on the boat and they're having their moment. They have they have a nice little moment. So in the book, is Fodacorum a, a prevalent character? Like yeah. he's okay. Yeah. Because I thought he would be like a back. The way they've shown him in the first three, he's kind of just like a side man. Mm, yeah, yeah, no, he's he's pretty he's pretty there. Okay. And I was telling you earlier, I got so I this latest time that I'm going through the books is the first time I'm doing it as an adult, and I get confused so much whenever they're talking about Fodacorum. And John Faw, because they sound the same. The Faw sounds the same yeah, yeah, the in each fa, name. So if you're not reading it, though. I'm like, so I'm looking at this. I'm like, okay, which one of them is Fodacorum and which one of them is John Faw? But you would think they would like, I don't know, have different sayings, like the way they speak. Because when you were reading it to me here and reading as Lyra, it made no sense, first of all, for her to speak kind of slack jawed or something mm-hmm. like that. And like, if A little she uneducated. Up, yeah, like she grew up in a college. Like nothing but education all around her. She should speak, you know, a little more eloquently. I she guess she speaks very eloquently here. In here, yes, yeah, in on the, the show. TV show. But in the book, when you were reading it to me, I was like, I think it's it's the word "ent." I think is what keeps throwing you off. Yeah, it's ant, the word "ent" because it's not even ant, "ain't." Yeah, it's "ent." It's it isn't a word. It ain't. Like it ain't no it ain't ants. No, whatever. <laughs> uh, so her and Fatacorum. So there's are a couple the things here that that I think caught your eye one was that he talks directly to pan at one point uh, directly to him yeah like because she says they're talking about what pan's gonna settle on yeah and he says i think i'll become a mole or he's something. like oh a mole huh or the he just addresses him yeah which i've never seen anybody addressing somebody else's demon before mm-hmm. so that was interesting um i mean i would i would have wanted more i guess and then he says something that you really reacted to when they're talking about Mrs. Coulter, and he says, I can't figure out why she has a monkey demon. Because he knows the same thing I know, that she's not real. I don't care what <laughs> we learned still. I'm on the fact that, and there's so much evidence that just pointed to my stuff anyway in this in this episode. So, yeah, when he says, I don't know why she would have a monkey demon either, you kind of said something too, like, like, why would he say something like that? I don't know. Yeah, don't you give me that I don't know anyway. Because she's not freaking real. Something is up between her and 
uh, her monkey demon. It's it's weird. Did you well, put, and then he goes on to talk. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm saying, did you put in there the her little her quick scene of her in the bedroom? Yeah. Okay, so that's yeah, we'll happened yet. Okay, yeah. okay, go ahead. So um, her, him and him and and so he and Lyra. So he mentions that he's like, I don't know why she would have a monkey demon. And then he kind of um, he starts talking about how your demon settling reveals what kind of person you are. Yeah, some people want a lion, and they end up having a poodle. A poodle, yeah. So uh, he says, you know, he's he would not change a single fur on Sofinax, but sometimes he wishes. Yeah. And Sofinax looks up and she says, "The like, fuck you just?" I said? was gonna say like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She says, "Excuse me." Dropping. I like. I like. Those type of introductions, soften X. I didn't need to know, like, hey, this is soften X. Mm-hmm. Bring it up in normal conversation. Let the audience pick it up as we it's go. good exposition. Yeah, it's Expositional very good. Expositional dialogue. So I, I like his character. And that's a good way of, yeah. like, bringing something to light that, like, we talked about in the first episode is, like, not really understanding demons and not really understanding the whole settling thing. Yeah. Um, but, like, you understand, like, in this culture, your demon settling is a very important part of your life and is a very big deal. And to a lot of people, it reveals who you are as a person. So this was the first time now that I know that, uh, you know, because they've kind of made it seem like Lyra is special when she has her conversation with Fata Coram and she's like, well, I hope Pan never settles. Mm -hmm. I hope he's able to change. I was like, that's your superpower right there. That's why you're special. You know why? Because when you take a normal person from this world that has a demon and a fake person (laughs) from this world. And you mix them together, you're gonna get something new. Is that your Azriel and Mrs. Coulter? I'm just saying, everything kind of leads to the north. So even even knowing now that Mrs. Coulter is Lyra's mother, you still think Mrs. Coulter is is a fake person? I think something's fabricated on her. All right. Like, it, it, I mean, look at Fodacorum. Why would she have a monkey? Why wouldn't she have a monkey? I, I thought demons could be whatever, right? You don't think maybe he's just wondering, like. Mon- why of all things a monkey because like he talks about tony and he's like i never would have guessed that tony would have settled as a hawk yeah no but like i could okay, see thanks. i could see you mean like i you know people that have monkey demons are more i don't know uh you know dim-witted or something like that like you know just there's a trait that goes along with you heard it here first aaron thinks monkeys are stupid uh i mean <laughs> so anyway because he talks about how people wanted lions but they got poodles so there's obviously a uh um I don't know, like a, uh, uh, what do you call it? What, what's the word I'm looking for? Whenever you put it on somebody, uh, a culture, like a, an idea on a culture. A stereotype, thank you. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what you want from me. Obviously, there's a stereotype that's tied to certain demons. Mm-hmm. Like hawks are, you know, I don't know, free, and you know, maybe that's what that person means. Or, you know, rats are snitches or something like that. I don't know. They didn't go into that. They didn't say anything like that. That's what I'm thinking because of his reaction to, like, why would she have a monkey? Like, you know, that makes sense. Or maybe women just don't have monkeys and she's fake. Women in particular don't have monkeys? I'm just saying. We don't see too many women. I mean, we've seen all of three women in this whole thing. Maybe four. This is Coulter. Ma Costa. and Lyra. Pretty much. Yeah. Yep. So three women in this yep. whole thing. So, uh, you know, two women and, and one child. girl. Yeah. So, boom. So we go back to Aaron's obsession. First of all, best dressed character in the whole uh, thing. I don't he's know. Got, what, he's got some glasses. He's got, uh, does he have glasses on this time? Because this is when he's going, uh, he's going into the woods. It's when he's driving. Oh, yeah. His Tesla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His nice car. I didn't like the shirt on this one. Like, the shirt wasn't the, you know, it was kind of bulky. And he had to fit in with the nah, woods. He had to fit into the nah. area. But he's going to meet uh, his uh, Thomas. informant, Thomas, in the woods in, like, a cabin. 
which I don't understand why they're so secretive. Like why? Like why are you meeting in like these secluded area? Like it makes no sense. Maybe they'll. Well, they kind of talk a little bit in this scene about maybe he's not doing this for work. Maybe he's just doing this for him. So I like that. I I got excited. I was like, okay, he has his own agenda outside of working for the magisterium. So he sits down. Would uh, you start punching? Was this when you were punching the couch? Don't worry about it. That's sad. That's sad, Don't everybody. Worry about it. She was literally physically punching the couch saying, what are we? I'm going to record I'm upset. you. I'm, I'm going to record upset about what's happening. I don't like it. Okay, so we sit down with Thomas, and he's talking about, you know, he got this picture from, uh, from Boreal of Samuel Grumman, and he ran it through facial recognition, and it came up with this dude, John Perry. Yes, and... Uh, for you, Colonel John Perry. For you, it's some like mind blowing thing, and I'm looking like, can I just get the the information real quick? Okay, cool. He wasn't from, or I perceive that he was not from, you know, uh, Lord Boreal's plane of existence because he has this whole military history. Yes, he has an entire military history uh, here in whatever world Thomas is in. In Thomas's world, Earth Prime. Let's, let's Earth Prime, as Aaron you. likes to call it. Thank you. And so he comes to the conclusion that, you know, he didn't cross from your world to mine. He crossed from my world to yours. Boreal's not believing it, though. And he's not buying it. Yeah, yeah, he's not believing it. Because he has an osprey demon in the picture. You can train a bird to land on your arm. We've seen it before plenty of times. (laughs) You've been to SeaWorld. Come on. Like, it happens. That's not hard. And that's what I was expecting. uh, Thomas, does that look right? Yeah. I I was expecting Thomas to be like, dude. We train birds all the time. Like, that's not a hard thing to do. So I don't understand what you, you know. And Boreal, with his, you know, smoothness, just lets his snake do the talking. Gross. And he just, you know, that's his threatening move towards, you know, Thomas. But, I okay, so he's a military guy. Yep. Did uh, you recognize the face? Because you should have. I didn't recognize. Is it an actor that I'm supposed yes. to recognize? No, I didn't recognize him. It was Andrew Scott. I don't know who that is. Moriarty from Sherlock. No. Yeah. Really? It's Andrew Scott. He looked bigger. You saw a picture of him for two seconds. Yeah, but like his neck was thicker. This Moriarty was a skinny. Maybe he hooked up for his military picture. But yeah, so, but it, and it's not like he's been there for like a year. He's been there for a long, a time. long time. Enough to start a family. Which again, if you guys didn't just hear that subtle deep breath that Emma just did, uh, she didn't like that either. Because they... They're just doing a lot of things that they shouldn't be doing, and I'm not understanding why we're touching on this now. Okay, but here's the problem. Or here's my... When I react to things, it changes how no, you no, no, perceive No, no, no. I don't them. care. You can react all you want, because if, if I get enough footage, it's going to be a reaction video. <laughs> <laughs> but the the thing is, you reacted to who was telling um, Lyra that Lord Azriel was her dad. Okay, mm-hmm. you didn't like that, and you guys were reacting to that. But then when we find out, like, it's all fine. Like, it's all good. Everything is fine the way that it happens. That's a difference in changing a couple chapters okay. and changing a character. So this, this was more? This is skipping 600 pages into the future. Okay. Okay. So I'm thinking of it as, like, maybe no, it's just somebody. No, they're taking plot from book two that you are not, like, none of this, like, none of this is touched in the first book. They're taking plot from book two and throwing it into book one in a way that I'm not understanding. Well, this. <sighs> they are, because you know why? I, I'll, I'll, when I was writing something for this on Twitter, um, somebody had the Dark Materials hashtag. Mm-hmm. And it was, I can't remember what lady it was, but she was like, I love how they're taking things from the second book and throwing it into the. And I was like, nope. 
I wanted to send it to you so you can be like. You gotta get out. Of, you can't. You can't be. I stopped. No, I I, I stopped. But I, I have to make the Twitter account stuff. So I mean, I have to promote the thing once or twice. You know, right? You, you tweet it, but you don't read anything. Else I there. don't. I I've, trust me. I've stayed away because other people like that I work with have read it, and I'm like, I'm blank slate type of situation. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, like it, it, okay, he's he's got a family. So the thing that that's what, that's what that people I'm do kind of. I think I'm finally starting to, for the fellow book readers that are listening to this, I think I'm finally starting to get, after this episode, why they're bringing certain things in that shouldn't be anything yet, that we should be hours and hours and hours away from. And I think it's because they're in, when you get to book two, there's a very blunt, like, sort of shift in certain things. Like, there's a very blunt change. And I think what they're trying to do is mitigate that so it's an easier transition in plot lines. Okay. And it kind of just feels like it's coming off as like, oh, people aren't going to like it if we just, you know, they're not going to like it if the story goes this way. So we got we to gotta do it now so they're not scared. They're not scared when everything changes in eight episodes. I'm like, just uh, count on viewers to know what's going on, okay? We, we, we really got to get to, not, like, I'm kind of more excited about season two coming <laughs> up because... I just because I want to shut up about it. And no, I'll be like, they're I putting wa- book three into book two. I don't understand. Because I want to see how, if it even does ruin anything, right. how you how you perceive it, it is because they're rushing everything. So, okay, so. I think what they're doing is they're they're wanting to plant seeds of further plot lines. Further plot lines that we shouldn't be concerned about, we shouldn't know about, they're not on our radar. But they're wanting to plant those seeds now so that when it comes up in eight or ten episodes, it's you not a shock. back to And it's these, like, yeah. oh, okay, it's been a gradual change. That's cool. Of, no. What do you mean? Because no. it counts on people just being dumb and not being able to perceive the book the way it was written. So I hope what it's not what it's not doing, or I hope what you don't want it, or what you want it to do is a thing where Book one is all about, you know, apples. And then book two is about grapes. And in the show, the book one, or, you know, season one is about apples with little sides of grapes on the side. And then when season two comes out, it's just full grapes. But you had grapes before already. Is that what I'm thinking? Uh, no, not really. Okay, because you're making it sound like book one and book two are drastically different. Like no. there's going to be dragons <laughs> no. and Valyrian steel in book two. Nothing and all like that. that. Okay, so then right now, let them. But let that's play the all scenes. that to say that I'm getting the feeling that that's why they're doing this now, and even to the extent that like I can kind of understand that they're doing too much. They're planting too let, much. Let, let, little itty bitty the, seeds. Little first bitty of all, seeds. first of all, the more boreal, the better. So let's That's get another those. thing that we'll get to. They are really trying to make him a main I'm character. I'm just saying he he is. But like, so my my notes for this are all caps. Oh my god, why are we doing this now? Oh my god, what's happening? Me, all caps. Let me touch it real quick. What are you, what are you trying to do? I want to go back to that scene real fast. No, but keep talking. Go ahead. Um. So, okay. So we get we kind of get that whole thing. So getting back on track of of what we're actually talking about. Yes. Um Thomas actually asks him. He says, is this search just for you? Oh. And that's, you know, Boreal kind of gives him that look. And, oh, okay, so Aaron has rewound it to go back and look at Andrew Scott's face. He's that's bigger. very clearly him. Yeah, but he's bigger. I mean, it's been how many years since I Sherlock? don't know. People's bodies change. Don't body shame them. I'm man. not body shaming him. He's fine. But the the I'm saying the, the thing is, let's get on to the specifics of him. Because they say that he was in the military for a long period of time over here. Mm-hmm. They also say that he has a family over here. Yes, and um, he has a, a wife and child. A wife and child over here. And then, what's his name? Jonathan, right? Thomas. Jonathan. I keep calling him Jonathan. But Thomas <laughs> gives Boreal, like, 
all the information. Yeah. Like hardcore information like here. But why does he hesitate again? Like before he gives it to him? I think he just says this is a hard copy of everything that we have so far. And he hands it, but then he pulls it back for a second and says something. I can't remember what he says, but it was uh, the only reason why I was thinking is because they still have not shown what the exchange between these two are. Like, what are what is the benefit? Like, why right, why right. is he so willing to go through these lengths of breaking into like? Well, he's high, paying him. And what? That's what I'm saying. What are the benefits back and forth? Money. They haven't shown any exchange of money. But that, I think that's implied from the fact that he said, "I don't pay you for whatever, 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 whatever." Okay. Whatever it was, but yeah, no, he gives him money. Okay, so then, okay, but that, but that goes to more theories that I would have. Then, then that means somehow he's getting money because they can't have the same currency back and forth. So somehow something is valuable from this side that the other side, you know, values that he was probably selling or some service or something like that to where he's getting a, a large sum of money to to give this guy. I don't know why Colonel John Perry is important. Um, I don't know. Maybe he's not. I don't know. No, <laughs> there's no reason you're going to break into like high military secret stuff. He says, Thomas says, somebody didn't want this to be, you know, just right. easily found. Yeah. Basically. So I, I'm not sure where he's from yet. I don't know if he trained a bird or maybe he had a bird and he just came over here and he got, you know, hey, I'm Colonel Hawk and I just always keep my bird guys. Don't ever take this bird away from me. Like, do you see the program they're using? It's called Face Tracker. No, it's I didn't. Fully with the that's just what the program's called. Okay. It's it, solid. There's a thing there that says it's highlighted, it says materials. Did you see that on the side so- on the uh, left did. there? Did you think there may be dark materials? That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. It could have been easily dark physics. Dark physics. Okay. Dark prefabs? I don't know. We're just going through this, spirits, this picture right now that nobody yeah. that's listening to us. Nobody so go, let's go. So he asks him, um, Thomas asks Borrell, he says, Is this search just for you? And then, um, yeah, that's the that's yeah. the stuff I like because he's like, he's like, is this is this for you or is this for the people that you work for? And uh, he gave kind of a you answer, don't worry about it mm-hmm. situation. And I was like, let's go, Boreal. So this is this is let's just for go, Boreal. sir. This is just Boreal for is a main character but, now. But why, Boreal? Like, why are you so interested in this one person? Like, what can he screw up for so you? So he, he walks outside. Um, he walks out and he texts an unknown number. On his fancy phone, on yes. On his fancy phone. First and time texting them. somebody to meet. Because there's no back and forth. There's no back and forth. Yeah, first time text. Like, hey, meet me at blah, blah, blah. Yes. So uh, he asks somebody to meet, and then we kind of disappear for a moment. I yeah, believe. we go someplace else, right? Um, but yeah, so we go back and see that the Magisterium has found the Egyptians, and they are searching for Lyra. Correct. So they just they storm. They're full on Gestapo. Yeah. They like. storm the castle. They they get on the boat. Uh, John Faw is like yelling at them. He's throwing laws at them. You know the Magisterium has no power here based on the Water Course Act of whatever whatever. Like he's throwing. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was interesting. And they're just to me like, too. we don't give a fuck. Yeah, because like I'm like, okay, so there's clearly treaties and and agreements or something written down somewhere because he's quoting crap. Mm-hmm. Um. That they were like, okay, we'll respect you with this. But I'm like, see, it, it just makes no sense because you've drilled in me that the Magisterium is the bad guy. Nobody gives a damn. Like, we got laws that are protecting us from the the, the college. 
to the Egyptians. Well, now you're, in this episode, you're starting to see they don't give a fuck. The Magisterium, fuck your Scholastic Sanctuary. We're going to come in and wreck Now I place. am. Yeah, now I am. Fuck your Waterways Act. We're going to come in and storm all of your houses and search through everything. Yeah. Like, they don't give a fuck. We uh, skipped that, the uh, interrogation scene. Oh, the one where he just asks somebody to tell him over and over again that's that interrogation. It was very tiring for, for <laughs> Benjamin, so. But yes, at some point, um, when they saved Lyra, they did capture one of the gobblers, and Benjamin uh, takes to questioning him yeah. for information about, about where they were going and what they were going to be doing. All he said was they're going to the north, All right? he said, yeah, he said they're going yeah. north, doesn't know what they're doing, just. Correct. Basically, he was just like, I was told to kidnap children, so here I am. Yeah. And I mean, that's, As one that's, does. that's how you treat the lower ones. You don't, you don't tell them too much. You're like, hey, just go do this. You don't need to know anything that happens above. So the Egyptian, or sorry, the Magisterium comes in, um, and they just start wrecking house. The Egyptians are able to hide Lyra uh, in, or Ma Costa is able to hide her behind the sink cupboard. Yeah. They get real close to finding her. But yeah, I thought that dude that was, like, tapping on the sink cupboard was going to be somebody... Mm-hmm. But he just wasn't. He was just a, I guess, a lieutenant or something. Yeah. But yeah. So they didn't find her. So they don't mean. find her. She hides out for a while, and when they finally let her come out, she flips. Yeah. And this is where we have the whole conversation about the whole story of her parents and and Ma Costa talking with her. So it's so a she, it's a one on one, right? Yeah. So she flips. She runs out. Um. And Ma Costa is trying to bring her back. And she says something to the effect of, on my own, everything makes sense. But when I'm with you, I'm just as much at risk as I am with them. Like, time you out, couldn't then. Time out. On her own? When has she been on her own? Besides being snatched. I say the five seconds before exactly. she was Exactly. Yeah. So it makes all sense when I'm in the back of a truck. But <laughs> with you guys, I'm so confused. Like, you haven't been I, on your I own. I think it just means she doesn't know who to trust or who she can trust or who she should. Because even when she does trust somebody and she knows she said, like, they're still going to find her. They can't protect her. Like, she feels like nobody can protect her. But how does that take distrust away from the Egyptians? They hit her. You know, they, they're like, hey. But what happens the next you. time? Like, that's what she said. She's like, I don't understand why Mrs. Coulter wants me so much. I don't understand why she won't keep, like, why why she won't stop looking for me. Yeah, and that's when Ma that. Costa finally breaks down and tells her that she's her mother. Um, and they have the whole conversation um, about, you know, who Mrs. Coulter is. And you find out Mrs. Coulter is Mrs. Mama. That's what it is. Yes. And another scene or another shine stolen from John Fa. Uh, according to you, correct? Because you said... Yeah, it was like, it was, I don't know. This one, I'm a little, like, I'm all right with it being Ma Costa. Because, come on, come on. Why are you uh, okay with this one? Go ahead, let's go. Because it just makes sense. I'm just going to stare at you. Until okay, you can stare all you want. Anyway, <laughs> so it's like, it's still, it's still within the Egyptians. And there is a level of trust between Lyra and Ma Costa that you get in the books. Because they're together, you know, for, for a good amount of time um, that we've seen at this point that you don't really get, obviously, in the show because there's just not enough time and it's, you know, a different medium. So the fact that it's Ma Costa is all right. It's better than it was Mrs. Coulter. That was a whole out of fucking left field that was weird and I didn't like at all, um, which we'll get into in a while because I have, I, it's going to harken back to one of my issues that I'm, I've got with the show now. Okay. But they have this whole blow up that's just the two of them. Um, Ma Costa finally, like, you know, tells her everything that's going on. And she tells her that she was the Egyptian woman that cared for Lyra. Yeah. When, when she first came to, to Jordan College, which I think was a very, that was a very sweet moment with the I two of them. I didn't know that um, Egyptians were so intertwined with Jordan College. I mean, they lived there. I didn't, I mean, it didn't, I didn't get that. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like they were their own little separate tribe or whatever. Um, I mean, and, and like I said, it gets the trust for the Egyptians because, I mean, Ma Costa's Egyptian. So 
you still got to that that spot that you kind of want, right? It just it's, it's just not the way you wanted it to get there. It, I it's I mean, obviously, it's not the way I wanted it to get there. Is what don't you keep make it seem it. like it was. I'm just I'm just saying because you guys were really it just upset changes about the who, characterization. Like yeah. it changes the way, and you don't care. You don't know because you haven't read the book, so you don't know how these characters are quote unquote supposed to be and supposed. That's to why interact. I said. That's why I said I need to get to level level eight. I need to get to the eighth <laughs> episode to see how much more. And then you should just read the book. So are they gonna? Do you think they're gonna pull more away from Janfa? Like, I don't know. Like pull him out of the story more? I don't know. Okay. I don't know where they're. I don't know. I obviously clearly don't know where they're going with any of this. At Can this you point. at least tell me if he's more prevalent in the story in the book? I mean, he's pretty prevalent. He's a pretty main character at this point. Okay. Um, okay. So there was another weird scene that we didn't talk about that was right before this. It was. Uh, Mrs. Coulter just having a fit. It was on the same level of when they showed Lord Boreal just coming back to this world, like for a hot second. Yeah. Like it didn't need it. Like she's like sitting in Lyra's room and caressing the blanket and then she grabs it and then she looks at her monkey demon and her monkey demon looks real worried and there's the creepiest shot. <laughs> I don't know why they shot this like a horror movie. Wait, I'm going to mute it. Can you just play it? Okay, you want like, Okay. They just y- you look from behind and you see the monkey like walk into the room and slowly close the door and through the closing door, you see Mrs. Coulter just start losing her shit and ripping the whole thing to shreds. Yeah, she she loses look at it, it big Look at the times. way it walks into that room. What is that <laughs> shot? Why is it so creepy? I don't I didn't I didn't get anything from that one besides um that uh you know, sometimes animals have tenter, uh, temper tantrums, right? And if you're not a real person, you kind of rip up. I mean, I don't know. Have you never? I don't know. Here's a good example. Have you never left your animal alone for a little bit and then come back and something is ripped up? There's evidence in this house that's already that How happened. How dare you call me out like that? I'm just saying that's what happened because she's not a real person. She is not a real person. Everything. I swear. When we get to eight and everything's revealed, because I hope by the end of eight, book one is done. That's what the the thought process is, right? That's the idea. Okay. And everything's out in the open on the table and everything. If I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, whatever. If I'm right, I don't know. if I'm right. But if I'm know. wrong, I want to go back to all these points that point towards one thing. So let's go. I'm just saying. She's a, she's a, when we get to Benjamin, <laughs> when we get to, let's go. Like, come on. So along with that weird scene, there's another weird scene of Mrs. Coulter almost jumping off a fucking building. Was that just by itself, too? Yeah, because it's after this scene that you're looking at right oh now. Oh, my gosh, that's so, so weird. So it cuts to her, and she is, you know, back in episode two, she had that weird moment where she's talking about her intrusive thoughts. She tells Lyra, you know, sometimes uh, I, I think I'm going to jump off a building. Like, sometimes, you know, I don't like heights because sometimes I'm, I think I'll jump. And she's drinking. Yeah. And she's standing on the roof of the building, think- and she's kind of balancing and having a weird moment. And what struck me, like, her, her demon is on the other side of a window. Yeah. A little further away than uh, normal would be. Okay. So she is, she's just, think, they are. Think Forrest Gump with Jenny when Jenny was at her lowest and she's about to jump off. That's basically what it was because she's just like, I don't know what is this deep depression. Well, I mean, I guess you can say it's because she's their mom and she's missing her kid, but she's been gone for the like for 12, 12 years. years. Yeah, so that can't be it. So I really don't understand um, like 
where they put this is, and I don't think it deepens the character really. Like it. So this episode in particular between the earlier scene and this scene and the scene we'll get later is really hitting home in the show that Mrs. Coulter is unstable. Yeah, she's definitely unhinged. Which, like, where did that come from? Animal instinct. When you're not real, I mean. They're portraying her like she's not in control. She can't handle herself. You know, she's she's mm. clearly, literally on the edge. How would you feel if you couldn't... If you were in a different body and you couldn't control yourself, that's what I would ask. <laughs> hmm? you I, would, are, I don't I, know. Yeah, yeah I, I bet you wouldn't know. I don't know. The other thing is, Monkey, uh, when she like almost falls off, Monkey kind of reaches out like. Of course, because if she dies, the monkey dies. I understand that. I understand the link. Monkey doesn't want to die. But like, you should be out there, bro. <laughs> like pulling on her dress saying, get down. You know, pulling on her PJ saying, get off that. I don't want to die. So she she waddles, you know, she balances her way over to uh, one of Lyra's dresses and she pulls out the spy flies. Which is weird that, um, okay, so I have questions about spy flies because they talk about them later on in the show as well. Yes. Can we, can I? Yes. Okay, so they're saying that they're filled with evil spirits or unused spirits she or something. Ma Costa basically says it's, it's filled with a bad spirit with a spell through its heart. Okay, so magic exists in this universe? Yes. They talked earlier in the episode about witches and how they're going to seek, the, the Egyptians are going to seek the support of the witches. Yeah, and that's, I understand that, but like, just because there's witches doesn't mean there's magic. You could just be calling these people witches. Like, think about it. Salem. <laughs> Over here, demons are evil creatures. Mm-hmm. Over there, demons are just their animals. So, as far as I know right now, witches are just uh, a title for a group of people. Yeah. So that's that's all I'm looking well, at. Well, so as. Ma Costa says that it's a bad spirit with a spell through its heart. And she and then later, you know, it's also said the magisterium, like nobody understands them. The magisterium is afraid of them because they don't understand them. True, because like Boreal was like, what are you doing with that? Yeah, so yeah. these spy flies are illegal. And she has them. And she has them and she's using them. Hmm. So she sets the spy flies off. She's a kinda, witch. Anyway, so she sets the spy flies off. <laughs> All right, another more theories, but get, let's go. She All right, sets so the we've spy gone flies from off. is she fake and a witch? I is she a monkey to, and a I witch? I have to keep my mind open to these things. Okay. Because all possibilities are possible right now, right? Schrodinger's his dark materials. Exactly. It, the cat is either alive or dead. I don't know. That's 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 where it's sitting. So okay. Let's let, let's go. So. Um, yeah, so you kind of get a look at the spy flies, uh, getting Lyra sent, uh, and then flying off, and then we cut back to Lord Boreal, meeting ostensibly whoever it is that he texted. Bad boy Boreal, up in the, uh, in the aqueducts, or wherever he's at, underground, uh, eating Eating smooth, by the way, come on, he's the smoothest (laughs) character in the whole thing, and, uh, his informant, or his, initially I thought, assassin, shows up. So he he hands the guy the information that Thomas gave him and asks him to watch these people. Yeah. If they make a move, let me know. Yeah. And uh, John Leguizamo's like, cool, I'll do it. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that, 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 that was a little – I think it's short. Like, nothing else happens. Yeah, that. he just kind of hands him the information. Wait, is it the first out. time we see the sun, though? I don't know who that is. That has to be the son, like our his kid. I mean, maybe. Yeah. So he pulls out a picture. What I'm talking about is the 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 spy pulls out a picture, and you see uh, a young man. So I'm thinking that's the son of the military guy that they were looking uh, that he's looking for. And you see a house actually, by the way. 
So you get a location and you get. Um, yeah, because he told him he was like they live in this house. It's this because yeah. they talk about um, the the mother, the the wife, the mother is not well. Yeah, like she's mentally ill. Yeah. Um. So they t- they talk a lot about that, and then basically he just sets them to, to to watch him. to watch him. Yeah, to keep tra- to keep track of him. So this is when we go back to the Egyptians and to the the roping. Um, which is all of the Egyptian tribes meeting up. And so you you were confused. You thought that all of 27 missing kids had come from the same One tribe. Egyptian tribe. I didn't know about other tribes. That's yeah. the other thing, too. So the Egyptians, well, no, I kind of knew because they said he was king of the West. But mm-hmm. So the, the Egyptians are a nomadic people. So um, every once in a while, they'll have these these meetings, these big, big meetings where all of them come together in the same place. And they this, this whole scene is essentially their big war speech. Yeah. Um, so John Fa has called all of them together. To, to tell them what's basically what's going on, what they know, and, you know, with or without you, we're going to save the kids. So yep. Should have said uh, who will stand against me, but, you know, <laughs> we'll let them slide on that one. There's no Azrael. What is it called again? The tethering? The, the roping. Uh, the roping. Thank you. Because um, they all rope their boats together. They only had one guy kind of speak up, but his his case was bad about, you know, why yeah, they so, shouldn't do so things. Yeah, Raymond, so Raymond speaks up, and um, he does in the book as well, because he, he's concerned with why they're protecting a landloper, why they're protecting um, somebody that's not Egyptian, somebody that's not their own, and the, the fact that protecting this little girl is putting them in harm's way. I mean, and that that's, you know, that's right, but then when she speaks up, when Lyra speaks up about everything, it was like, hey, I know these people. You know, I was scared. The people, uh, the kids that have been taken are scared right now. Like, you know, I, I've kind of got the same goal as you. I'm trying to get my friend back. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, we're, we're on the same side here. So everybody really just shouts Raymond down. They're like, fuck this guy. Raymond flipped real quick. Too, Raymond when they start flipped chanting. real quick. Um, so, yeah, this is where uh, John Fah mentions, you know, he's like, we're going to seek the support of the witches uh, when, we, when we get to the north. Um, what does it say here? They have their big war speech. Uh, that's really kind of the whole thing. They, they sneak Lyra onto the, onto the ship, you know, where they're all going to talk because they, is there no like magisterium influence in the North? Can you tell me something like that? Or is that too far ahead? Only because it seems like that's the direction and, you know, historically in America, at least the North is freedom. That's, you know, so if you're free from, whatever oppression is, uh, you know, the magisterium or whatever, then, yeah, the North is the natural place where you think everything up there. And, like, witches would definitely obviously be against the magisterium with their beliefs and whatever things they use. And that's what I'm Well, the North is just, like, a really vast area of a lot of nothing. Okay. Um, So in the book, you're kind of aware of a few things. Like, you're aware that the Panzerbjorn live up there. You're Excuse aware me? that the... Um, the Panzerbjorn? The Panzerbjorn. I don't... You, they we'll get there. Yeah, you haven't told me about it. Um, you're aware that the, the witches are up there. Um, And there's a line from this whole section right here. Uh, can you pause this? It's, like, distracting the fuck out of me. Okay, go ahead. Go um, ahead. <laughs> there's a line uh, where Tony is talking about um basically everything that's happening in the north or somebody's talking about everything that's happening in the north and, and tony says you know don't don't say anything ma ma doesn't like to hear about it because they could be doing anything to billy mm. they could be doing anything to those kids because like the, the north is so big and so open and so unexplored like they could be doing anything and nobody would know okay all right so it's kind of just like the great unknown okay uh kind of like our you know great north Hey, Canada. Just, Nobody I was, knows what say, I was up just there. about to say Canada's up there. Nobody <laughs> knows what happens about? there, okay? It's a secret place. Nobody knows. 
I meant more like the Arctic. But. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. So we kind of have this whole thing. And then after, you know, they have their big triumphant meeting and they're all ready to go Everybody's and raring to fight. Page. And they're all chanting Egyptians. Somebody flips. Raymond, yeah. <laughs> Raymond goes from like, fuck this little girl to yeah. Egyptians. Yeah. Yeah. Egyptians, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we kind of hearken back to something that we saw last episode, which was Benjamin talking with Tony about this plan that he had, but we yes. didn't know what the plan was. Which I, I, well, I mean, yeah, no, we didn't. Um, I still kind of don't know what the plans were. So this is where we take a pretty solid deviation from the book. Okay. Bad, it's good for you. Similar, just weird, I think. Is it, is this just the theme for, for it? It's just weird. It's just a weird change to make. So basically... What happens in the show, um, Benjamin gets Tony and the two of them together decide that they are going to go to Mrs. Coulter's house because that's a good fucking idea, apparently. Well, because, of, uh, because Lyra had told yeah, her, them okay. that she's like, hey, I had, you know, I know where these plans are. And everybody's like, no, that's ridiculously dangerous. We're not going to this woman's house. Are you kidding me? Because yeah. they're fucking smart. <laughs> but these idiots, this, mean, this child and the guy that's supposed to look out for him. Fortune favors the bold. All right. Clearly it doesn't. Just saying. Clearly it does not, given what happened. 50% of the time, fortune <laughs> favors no. the bold, all right? So they decide that they're going to go to Mrs. Coulter's house and, like, steal information. I mean, does she really have... Because I didn't see all that security, like, the security that she brought or the, the troops that she brought before... I didn't see that just like kind of walking around her building. They they're not her security. Troops. Okay, they so then, it, it, I mean, it kind of stands to reason that they just wouldn't be around and it'd just be like it's breaking into a woman's house. How hard is that? But you're breaking into one of the most powerful women in the Magisterium's yeah, house. Yeah, but if there's nothing there right now but just her, then I'd be like, okay, at the end of the day, she is just a woman. Unless, Excuse me? Unless she's Excuse not. Excuse me? I'm sorry. I'm not gonna. I'm not saying women are weak, but mm, it's one person. Mm. It's one person. We can just put it as person then. Mm-hmm. You're damn the, right. At the end of the day, it's just a person. I can go in there, take what I need. Well, and leave. how did that one person go for them? Well, who knew she how was strapped? How did that go for all them? Right? <laughs> who knew she was strapped? Well, first you know, of all, that's what happens when it's just a woman there. Uh, whatever. There Benjamin's no, dead. That's what happens. First of all, there was no kickback on the gun. I don't understand how. Oh, you know, you know what? I do understand how. She's not real. So clearly, she has huge monkey strength. So clearly she can hold a gun. So anyway, <laughs> in the show, in the TV show, they decide that Benjamin and Tony are going to go break into Mrs. Coulter's house. Correct. In the book, it's a spy mission that is Benjamin, yes, as well as a character named Jacob and a character named Gerard. And the three of them kind of just go off on a spy mission. You don't really know what's happening so much. They're just kind of, they're just going out to spy on shit. Correct. Um. And, I mean, the the end result is sort of the same with the added thing in this of just more weird Mrs. Coulter shit. I think they just wanted to put her in it. They, they just wanted to put her in yeah. it, and just they're taking her character a really weird direction that I don't think I like. Do you think she wouldn't have reacted like this in the book? Or like if, if no, it, she would have reacted. It's just they're, they're, the instability of her character is okay. a weird thing to me. Because she was drunk. She was. Coming out, uh, confronting the two. She was. Uh, I was gonna, oh, my God. I'll say the two lichen kids, the two, <laughs> the two, two werewolves, yeah, the two Egyptian kids. She was drunk, 
And she came out strapped, ready to shoot. So, so uh, Benjamin and Tony get into her house very upsettingly easily. Yeah, it was kind of tough. They had to go down a... They had to climb a ladder and open an elevator shaft. door. Yeah, it was tough. But so they get in um, and they start looking through papers and they, they Tony grabs a couple things and then they hear a little pitter-patter in the ceiling. Yeah. A little, little, little pitter-patter going on, uh, which we know to be the, the monkey demon. Hanging around in in the uh, in the vents. The the monkey demon. Throw up the air quotes. So the the monkey demon, as Aaron wants to call it, quote unquote, the monkey demon. Yeah. Um, catches them, catches them, attacks them, yeah. and they they bolt. They they run. Tony goes one direction. Benjamin goes another direction. Second time, she's far away from her demon that we see in the show. Mm. She because he's in the the study and she's all the way down the hall again. Like yes. she wasn't, she wasn't close. Yeah, kick the damn monkey! Like guys, <laughs> it's two v one. Let's go, let's go. What are we, what are we doing here? Uh, well, Tony has the right idea, and he gets the fuck out the same window that Lyra escaped through. They got to do something about that window. They got to put like bars on that window. Really, or something. the exact same window, which same is window. funny. Yeah. Uh, and he's watching from the outside as Benjamin gets cornered. Benjamin gets shot first of all. Did he get shot? He got shot because he went down. Yeah, he went down. He took like a shoulder hit or something. Okay, yeah, it must have grazed or something because he got up and was fine maneuvering white. Okay, all right, okay. He's still a kid. I don't fucking know how old this guy, okay? (laughs) Maybe he's a kid. I don't know how old any of these people are. Oh, but but you forgot um, uh, the the boy, the the other, the one that, the boy that lived. Tony. (laughs) Tony. Stuff some paper in his pocket before yeah, he left. Oh, did you? Yes. Okay, sorry. If you would pay attention to me instead of watching the show. You gotta turn this you. off. You gotta turn I, this off. It's I, distracting. It helps me. It, Clearly it doesn't. It, go, go. It's distracting. Uh this is really like we're on a solid timeline of what we've got going here. I yeah. hope you're all hope you're all enjoying this. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh yeah, so Benjamin gets shot, uh goes down, monkey grabs his demon, Colter yep. grabs him. She has some Odd fighting choices. No, no. Explain what it is, please. Why don't you? What you clearly want to? Yeah, she fights like a monkey. That's what she does. She jumps on his back, and she doesn't do like I'm gonna like hand pound down. Not a ground and pound. Not she straight up monkey <laughs> donkey. Yeah, exactly what she does. And it's further proving my point of either they're switched or like something's something's not right. You don't think that maybe there's a little something of just like. Your demon is part of you, so it makes sense that you might have some characteristics of your demon, and your demon might have some characteristics of you. No. Okay. She's fake. So she does her weird monkey slap fight thing. Yeah. Uh, and you know she obviously to to your earlier point she can't overpower this guy. But her monkey can sure as fuck overpower his bird. That's what I got from it, though. I didn't think it was like she was overpowering. It was like, if he's hurting the bird, then yeah, then yeah. You're, you're hurt you're as, as well. That's fine. So, uh, and she says to him, she's like, you, she basically tells him, like, you have no idea how much pain I can cause you. You're going to tell me everything you know. And he he knows. He knows that she's right. He knows that, that that monkey can rip his bird to pieces feather by feather and just torture him. But- in an instant, he broke out of her grasp, and then the bird broke out of the monkey's grasp. Like, you know, mimicking each other, no, right? No, it didn't. Yeah, it did. Because when the bird goes away, it's in the air. No, it's not. I swear. Aaron, okay, we're going to have to wait for a second yeah, so that ahead. Aaron can, can watch this scene and figure out that he's wrong. I could have swore. But no, because it's literally in his hands, and then it turns into nothing. 
Hmm. Okay. So uh, Benjamin realizes that that Mrs. Coulter is right, and she can torture him, and he will reach a breaking point. And he just flat out is like, you know what? I'm not betraying my family. And yeets himself out the fucking <laughs> elevator shaft. He just throws himself down. I mean, uh, he he had it. He had to, I guess. He if, fucking if he felt knew. that he was in that much mortal danger and he wouldn't been able to, you know, stand, you know, torture, then he would have just, you know, I guess this is his only option. Whatever. Yep. So, so he made the decision. And so... To to kind of correlate it in the book, the end result is the same in that Benjamin does die. The character of Benjamin doesn't make it back. They don't talk about how, um, but Jacob comes back with an arrow through his fucking chest and ends up dying. Um, uh, Benjamin dies there, and Gerard is captured, yeah. as far as I know. But, I mean, those are nobody characters, right? But yeah, Gerard, we don't know. And, Gerard and Jacob yeah. don't exist okay, in this. Okay, that's fine. So the, the end result is the same in that Jacob died, or sorry, in that Benjamin dies, but... This was just like another Mrs. Coulter thing that just wasn't in the book, and I'm kind of confused with where they're going with her. One thing I can think of is they're trying to make a deeper character with her, or like give you more of her character. It's not even that they're making her a deeper character; they're making her a different character. I gotta wait till I because part of what I what I'm kind of seeing in this episode in particular is part of making Boreal a more active main character is taking away from Mrs. Coulter. Okay. And especially in the very last scene of the episode, we're going to skip ahead to that because I'm just going to fucking talk about that now. So in the last scene, um, she is lounging on her couch looking looking a mess. Like she's just been through. Like she looks looks like she's not all there. She just, again, it just feels very unstable. And he walks in and looking smooth and, you know, talking well. Sits down smooth and, And yeah. You put that juxtaposition and she looks like she's unstable and out of control and doesn't know what's happening. And he looks like he's in control. So in the book, do you think it's reverse? A hundred percent. Boreal's kind of a moron. I'm just saying. Boreal's kind of like a hapless idiot. And she is very, very much in control all of the time. Well... Like, she loses her temper, and Lyra, like, that scene with Lyra last episode is very reminiscent of that. Like, she will lose her temper, but as a character and as a person, Mrs. Coulter is always in control. Okay. And Boreal is, like, a background character. Well, not in this one, he ain't. He is is, front row center. So I don't love taking Mrs. Coulter's character down and bringing Boreal up. Okay. Like, I don't like how we're changing that. What if they were both up? Would that be fine with you? That'd be fine. Okay. But like the way it's like, it's almost like they're trying to make him look better in comparison by making her so unstable. Okay. I, 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 okay. So, I don't know. I don't know the book, so I can't, you know, there's no arguing like with Coulter that. Mrs. Coulter is an incredibly powerful character. Like she is scary and she is, she has this very commanding presence. I mean, I still kind of get that. of her. I, but uh, like she also looks fucking crazy. But see, the only, the only times that I get that she looks kind of unstable is her own alone times, mm-hmm. not when she's in front. Because when she was in front of the master, Which she was the makes boss. Makes a whole lot of sense because the time when she's alone are things that weren't in the book. Yeah, so that's what so they're it's showing. Like anything you. that they're adding in the show is making her look crazy. That that that's that's I'll agree, I hundred percent agree with you she's on that one. Weird, because that's I don't the perception like it. that I that I get from this character now. So yeah. I think that you know she's just like unstable and she puts up appearances whenever she's in front of anybody else. Yeah, no, unlike. Lord Boreal here, who uh, is... I, I really want GQ. you to read the book just to be disappointed <laughs> by how little Lord Boreal makes an appearance. I think I won't read it just and because of that. And then when he does, you're just like, 
This motherfucker just spilled all the beans because he's dumb. Because there's Vanity Fair uh, cover right here that they, at the very end, basically. Are we skipping anything? We skipped a ver- the most important part okay, of the so whole Okay, so let's get to it then. So, in all of this, so Benjamin has died, and, you know, we cut back to the Egyptians and Lyra. And Lyra tells Fodderkorn about the alethiometer. Yes. And this, this scene in particular, to me, is one of the reasons that I don't like that they took that story away from Fodacorm and John Faw and gave it to other characters as far as Lyra's parentage. Oh, okay. Because the, okay. the trust that that created with her, um, specifically with John Faw and with Fodacorm, is what allowed her to feel like she could tell them about the alethiometer. I think the only person they took that away from was John Faw. Like Fodacorm, he had his one-on-one with her, mm-hmm. built up some trust and character. But, but it wasn't enough I'm- to like justify... Her Helen, showing? Yeah, justify it. Because you have to understand, like, this was the thing. This is the one thing she has from home. And the one thing she was told was don't tell anybody about it. Do not tell anybody, especially don't tell Mrs. Coulter, who at the time she was, like, very enamored with and, like, really wanted to be. And she she kept it secret from her. I'm uh, Maybe because, I mean, it's like I'm taking the Egyptians as a whole and not characters individually. Because Which whenever, I think is a failing because I think it, it very I, much you very much lose the individual characters. I, I, I understand that. I, I I totally understand that. But me watching this now, that's how I'm just kind of taking them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whenever racism, no, it's here. not racism. only because now whenever you have her being told by uh, uh, Ma Costa that her uh, about her whole parentage and how she you know came to be and everything like that. Now she trusts all the Egyptians even more. So she had a one-on-one with. Uh, Which doesn't make any sense. Like, I know. I trust this one person, so I'm going to trust everybody else. I that doesn't know. Make any but sense. I'm, I'm saying with the instances that she had with them, the one-on-one with uh, Fadakorum, the you know the, the the revealing of all her secrets from Ma Costa. I'm taking that as like a in a group package mm-hmm. of like now that's all the Egyptians. The Egyptians I can trust. They hid me. They told me the truth. They were straight up with me, except for Janfa. <laughs> but Fadakorum was, you know, nice, and he was, you know. We had me... one conversation about demons, and but now I trust nice... him enough to tell him the most important thing that I've ever had in my entire life. I'm just saying, she's only had it for like maybe a day, two. No, it's been a while. She was miss- she was with Mrs. Coulter for a little while. Oh, well, for see, like weeks. Oh, it's you don't. I didn't come through with that. Yeah, it just kind of makes it seem like it was like. And a she's few days. she's with the Egyptians for like weeks before the roping. Oh, so then yeah, so then they're so we're like just there's missing a lot of stuff. Yeah, we're just missing stuff. So understandable. So but in the show, to me, it doesn't really make sense. Like, there's no catalyst for why she suddenly feels comfortable to tell them this thing. But here we are. So she tells Fodderkorm about the alethiometer, and he knows what it is. Uh huh. And he tells her what it is. He tells her more than she knew, and he talks to her about what it is. And what all these symbols mean. And basically what Wait, he tells did her. He, did he say the symbols? No. That's in the book that he says the, the symbols. Yeah. He, he tells her that what the symbols are, essentially. Kind of what like, they represent. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, okay. So he basically tells her that an alethiometer tells you the truth based on these symbols. And each of these symbols has a meaning and, you know, some it, it might have infinite meanings, each one. And it takes years of study. And without the books, which are the books that we saw earlier in the episode, without yeah. those books, it's useless. You can't do anything with it because you can't read it. Yes. And I was like, all right, cool. I guess that's just what that is. Yeah, and that's the same reaction I kind of had, too. I was like, you just kind of, you told me, but it, now you, you, it's like an infinite amount of things this could do now. Yeah. And I'm like, that didn't help, bro. Like, thank you, I understand, but. So the whole point me. of it is really just to tell you that, like, she has this thing that she can't use. Yeah. That nobody can use because they don't have those books. Um, and then in the next scene, Lyra reads the alethiometer for the first time. And hopefully they 
go in further to how she was so easily mm-hmm. because like if maybe they did a thing where she uh, the whole time she was at uh the college maybe somebody was sneaking and you know hey check this but i know it's not a thing that i'm saying but if that was a thing Mm-mm. then you can understand now her getting it like oh maybe this is what the teacher was trying to get through to me this whole time but if that's not the case then she's an x-men and she just automatically <laughs> gets all this stuff so essentially the way the alethiometer works, I was reading the passages to Aaron um, to kind of uh, explain a little bit more how it works. But really, so each of these symbols has a meaning and has a second meaning yes. and has a third meaning and, and, have a fourth, an infinite and it meaning. could have dozens of meanings and it could maybe it never ends. Maybe it's, they have thousands of meanings. So each of these symbols has thousands of meanings. So you move each of the dials to create your question. You have three dials and you create a question, any question, any question in the world that you could possibly think to ask. Yeah. Ask. You could possibly think to ask. I'm reading too much of Lyra. Okay. Um, and you form it, and based off of you know these myriad of, of things, so you have to know when you're setting it that you're setting the dial to the crucible, and you know you mean the the fifteenth meaning of the crucible. You don't mean the first. You don't mean the twelfth. You mean the fifteenth meaning of this, and, and the seventh meaning of this, and the eight hundredth meaning of this symbol. And somehow the alethiometer knows that you mean. When I when I put the, the the symbol or when I put the the dial to the egg, I mean egg as in birth, yes, not as an egg as in hungry. So and when she <laughs> does it, she does it on accident the first time when it moves. Yeah. And Pan asks her how she did it, and she says, "I don't know. My mind just went kind of blank. Like I said it, and then I just like didn't think about anything. My mind just went blank, and it moved. And he says, "We'll do it again." And she does. And she does. Yeah, she went blank, and then it kind of moved some more. I mean. So you have to know what meaning you're putting into the alethiometer, and the alethiometer has to know that. And then from the opposite side, you have to understand when the alethiometer points to something, what meaning it means. So if she had nothing in her head, then why is it moving? You're just gonna have to figure. Oh out. You're just gonna God. have to find <laughs> out. You know, we don't. We don't know. Okay. So she she knows when she puts it in. She knows what she's putting in, and then she's just leaving the the slate blank and letting whatever comes come and figuring okay. that out. So we get a we get a sense from the first time she actually reads the alethiometer, which again they pulled directly from the book. This is the first time she reads it in the book as well. Yeah, she points to the she's trying to figure out what happened to Benjamin. Um, so she points to the serpent for cunning, the crucible for knowledge, the beehive for hard work, and all of that kind of points to uh, Benjamin being the spies. That's a spy job. So what happened to Benjamin? What was the hard work representing? Just, just Egyptians? No, just being like doing the work of getting the knowledge in a cunning way. Okay. Cunning knowledge work. I know. I, I I get it. I I get it. So as long as it makes sense to her, as long as it makes sense to her. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean, because again, it makes again, sense to the alethiometer. It, yeah, because again, it could mean it could mean a whole bunch of things. Yeah. Like it could mean like a a shady person, uh, a group of shading people, like a hive is mm-hmm. you know hive mind type of situation, and like yeah, it's just so. Could I have used the alethiometer with those exact same symbols, but got a totally different result because I was looking for something? totally different if you use the different meanings of each symbol then yes correct because there's only so many combinations that you can make with those pictures but you can ask any question you could possibly think of if you know how to phrase it so she has the internet in her hand kind of but better because it doesn't lie to you i mean it tells the truth i don't yet to be seen but whatever (laughs) yet to be seen oh Um, and then you didn't even say even as many times as the dial turns oh my god in the show, she reads it, you know, the dial turns to the hourglass with the skull on it, and you're like, oh, my God, there's a skull. It's death. And that's just how you know it. Yeah. 
And when she reads it, she keeps track of the fact that, okay, well, it went around twice and it only, it twitched on the first time and then on the second time is when it stopped. So that must mean it's the second meaning. So Benjamin's dead. I, I, that's a hard, hard thing. Cause it's just like, what if the meaning that you're looking for is on the 15th turn? You're sitting and waiting this thing to turn. Yes. Good Lord. Yeah. Get the internet. Like you, like <laughs> you're just waiting. You're like, okay, well it twitched on the 12th run and then it went around 17 more times and then it was on the, the 32nd and it stopped there and then it points and you can even see, they don't talk about it on the show, but you can see it stops on a bunch of different symbols and yeah. you have to, like she has to keep track of that and know what, what it's talking about and she's essentially having like a conversation with it. And I mean, it makes sense how it's, how it's used and how it would be able to tell you something so specific mm -hmm. that you're looking for something because like, she could have been looking, or it could have told her, like, oh, yeah, there's a dead person, but not specifically Benjamin. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But she's thinking about Benjamin. She's yeah. doing all that stuff. So, yeah, it has to be that intricate because everybody's asking something so specific. So yeah. she freaks out, and she's like, Benjamin's dead. That's what this thing just told me. She runs out to go tell Fodder Coram. He's not really listening to her. He's like, what are you, you know, you're supposed to be downstairs. And then the spy flies find them. Yeah. Spy flies, uh, like, knock a bird out of the sky when it was trying to hit? Yeah, they, yeah. they ran into one of the demons. Yeah, and then uh, the other one came at uh, Pan or something like that. Yeah. And So they're able yeah. to capture one, but the other one gets away. Here's the thing, though. I wonder, does she know, because the only thing I could think of is she saw it and was like, okay, this is a metal thing. But it, they look like bugs, by the way, if anybody is not seeing these. They just look like regular beetles. Um, Instead of they're metal and glowing. I'm just saying fireflies, because she tried to stomp them, and I, we had a conversation an episode ago about... How do you not know people treat animals differently she when they're all She knows everybody on, on that boat. I'm just saying. Whose demon is that? I don't know. Nobody's. They're bugs. How do you know you've seen everybody's demon? Because in the book, you see everybody's demon. But we're on the TV show here. That, <laughs> we're in a different medium. So she didn't swat a bug away the last episode, but she was ready to stomp this one. I come back to the fact that it's metal and glowing. I'm just saying. What if somebody has a metal glowing demon? That and then Lord or Fodakarma immediately recognizes it as a spy fly. Yeah, he knows. Yeah. He's a milt. He knows a lot of stuff. <laughs> He knew what the alethiometer was. So anyway, so the spy flies come back. They capture it. They they capture one of them at least. One of them gets away and yeah. heads back. Um, and the Egyptians immediately know it's heading back to her to tell her where you are. We got to go north. Uh, yeah, we got to go north. And then Tony comes back. So uh, Tony comes yeah. back and he's you know crying with Ma Costa and he says Benjamin's dead. And that's kind of Fodacorum looks at Lyra and they have that moment of like. Okay, you were right. How the fuck did you get that from the alethiometer? How yeah. did you know that? Because she ran and said it before. Yeah, she said Benjamin's before anything dead. Happened. Yeah. Um. So Tony comes back with uh, what little information he was able to grab, which looks to be a piece of paper with all the names of the children that were kidnapped. Correct. And it's enough, really, for them to, for Ma Koss at least, to be like Billy's this name is, is on here. Yeah, she's like, this is it. They have all of them. This is all the names that we know. Like, this is our proof. Yeah. We're, we got to go. Um, and then we kind of leave off like nobody understands how Lyra is able to read the alethiometer because he just said five minutes ago that it's useless without the books and it yeah. takes decades of study. And he tells, um, uh, Jonfa that she knows how to read it. Yeah. And, uh, cause Jonfa, again, I think that, that Benjamin was Jonfa's kid, but it may not be whatever. It's cause um, you see the black character. He was mourning. Like, he was mourning. He said, can we get the body back? Yeah, because they're, they're like, Egyptians. No. They're all a family. I know, but I'm just saying they were already on their way going north. He would have halted the whole thing just to stop and get the body back. I understand. But, you know, when it's your kid. So, yeah. they. But then they put emphasis saying if she knows how to read this thing, then she's the most important person that we can have on our side in these, you know, this mm -hmm. venture, basically. Yeah. 
Um, because she essentially has all of the knowledge of the world. She's the internet. Yeah. yeah. So that's basically what that is. So, okay. Okay. She's a lot more special than she was the other two episodes, in my opinion. Yes. Okay. So we, we finally have, and John Foss said that earlier. He made some comment about her being special in her own way. Like when they first meet. Yeah. He makes some comment and he says, you know, um, she says something about like, am I special because of whatever? And he says, you're special in your own way. Uh, And there's some stuff. Oh, there's some stuff that I like want to talk about because it's connected to all this, but there's information that you're give supposed time, to have. Give it time. No, because there's information you're supposed to have like last episode, like an episode and a half ago that they haven't talked about yet. That like okay. is coming up very quickly. Like the the thing that you're supposed to do is like, I don't know where they're, I don't know why they're waiting. I don't know why we haven't talked about it. And if you read the books and you're listening to this, you might know what I'm talking about, but there's a, there's some place that someone is that you don't know yet. And I don't know why we don't know. And so that's, that's where we leave it. Because we leave off with that scene that we talked about earlier with Mrs. Coulter and Boreal. Yes, the and very fair And she scene. looks crazy, and he looks She doesn't look smooth. crazy. She he, looks like she's tired. She looks out of it. She, she looks, looks like she's tired. been through some shit. Look at that. She looks look tired. Whatever. That is not the lounge of somebody that is that is stable. Well, that is a lounge sitting position. That's relaxed. So, so. We're, we are officially uh, three episodes into this. And now I am, I mean, of course you already know Lord Boreal is my favorite character. Which is um, bizarre. I love what they did more with him in this episode, uh, only because they did what you don't like about it is make him more like like devious. Like this is mm-hmm. the this is the guy. This is the guy. Mm-hmm. This is the the bad guy. And I, I, I like that. I love characters like this. Like the the guys that I have my own agenda. Like before, when I thought he was just a hand of the the magisterium. I was just like, okay, he's just a enforcer guy. Yeah. But he has his own agenda, Emma. He has his own agenda. What is that? If it's separate from the big bad, what is it? Why? I mean, who's funding him? Look what he's wearing. <laughs> who's funding this guy? Come on. The so, socks and everything. Oh, my, my God. God. So I commented last week that last week's episode went through 20 pages of the book in a whole hour. What, this, do you think? what was this? This was about uh, 60 pages. 60. So 60 pages, and we are officially into part two of the book. So the book, as I understand it, let me look at the credit. The, the credits, the the uh, anything. Um, so the book is split into three parts, and we are officially in part two. Okay. Part. <laughs> yeah, which means okay, episode oh four. God. They have. I think they're finally. You're not watching any of the uh, afters. No, like when I'm gone. Right? Okay. No. I think they're finally going to introduce two of my favorite characters next episode. How can you be better than what's on screen? I'm so excited. You are, like, shaking. I'm so excited. Good Lord. So, I just really want to get to next Sunday. I really, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for episode four and the characters that had better be introduced in that episode. Did you not see them on IMDb? They're they're not listed as because remember we had a whole conversation about this with Tyler and Liz and I was like, it's not right. Episode one or two, it didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, all right, all right. All I, right IMDb right. is not the best. Okay, all right. Episode to episode. All right. But I'm hoping that next week they come in. If you're a book reader, you know who I'm talking about when we're heading north and two of my favorite characters show up. Um, I can't fucking wait. I can't wait. I'm really excited. I hope it's good. I don't know what they're, <laughs> I don't know what other fucking plot points from the next book they're going to throw in. But it's only sprinkling, right? It's pouring. Oh, I thought you said it was sprinkling some in. It's like, no, there, there, there's like a couple tidbits you could like toss in in like small conversations. They're going hard 
on bringing things from the second book into the first one. I, I tell you right why. now, it is a very beautiful show. There's definitely a difference between the Egyptians and um, I don't want to say civilized people. Wow, <laughs> the racism. I didn't say I, I, the blatant. First racism. of all, I said I didn't want to say the civilized people. So there it is. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> I just bumped into my mic. Sorry, that hurt. So yeah, no, it's a very. What are, do you? Is it? Because we haven't addressed it. Is it what you expected it to look like? Not really. From reading the books. But only because I'm just going off of what the movie looked like because I don't. Uh, You got to stop that. Well, because I don't like picture the thing when I'm reading the book. Like yeah, I, I we 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 talk about it so much. I already, it's Aaron okay. doesn't believe I, me. We're not going into Aaron it, Emma. We're not going into thing. it. We're not going into it. Mrs. Coulter is fake. <laughs> Is so, it fake like my, I, my imagination? We're not talking about that. So But I I do I did expect it, I think, to look older. Like we're looking at a scene of Mrs. Coulter's living room right now and it looks like a modern living It's a vanity room. fair. It's it just a vanity fair cover. Looks you can like put that a on a magazine. Rich person, but I don't know. Maybe I'm I don't know. I, I mean it, it I I like it. It I, I like the themes, I like everything that's going on. Uh, I can't wait till they go back to Earth Prime and see more of that type of situation. Oh, and I mentioned it earlier when we were watching, um, like, they still haven't talked about, and I don't think they're going to, but they still haven't talked about the fact that, like, their electricity, like, they have it, but it's different, and it's also not called electricity. I don't think they'll get into it, And it's just one of those things that, like, that is part of what creates this world. Like, when you're reading the book, it's, it's it's its own world. It's its own universe, and you're very aware that like it's not ours because it has all these different things and its electricity is different and the way that they they get around is different and like all these things that I feel like are missing in the show almost because yeah because they don't feel like they're that separate yeah like the only thing that may be that again, separate like, is the demons like the whole thing with like Lyra wearing pants and I'm like oh my god why is she wearing pants it's part of like it's part of the world building of this is a very different place to our own and that's also kind of now that I'm thinking about it, probably why I expected it to look much older because there's a much older mindset in that women don't wear pants. Okay, but because Mrs. Coulter's even wearing pants. Yes, yeah, she is. <laughs> she is right now. It's whatever. Okay, no, so, no, yeah, that, no. Then I understand the, your your frustration with that because then that if it, you're just, thinking, it changes the world. Yeah, I, I come from a you know. And now that that's we've old thinking, already so. thrown in the fact that there are other worlds, hey. I guess I can mention like it it creates a starker contrast between another world like between the world that boreal keeps going into it creates a starker contrast between that world and the world that you see that that we're in okay you're like looking at me super weird because i thought you were gonna say that there's another world a third world that we're gonna visit we don't use the word third world anymore it's developing oh my countries. god <laughs> oh my gosh a third dimension that they're gonna go through I thought I, I literally thought you were going to kind of give it up. Oh no! And no. I was like, okay, she's going to give it up right here and no, not I'm even realize like this, it. This world that Boreal keeps going into, no, I get it. Yeah, that like you've kind of caught on to the fact that it's very much like our own. Like it's Earth Prime. It yeah. creates a much starker difference between that world and the world that we're now. Like you can look at it in a second and be like, that is completely different, hundred percent. What's this? You, you keep saying that's that other world is kind of like our own. Why why not just say it, it, it's our own? Because it's not so it's not ours and it's not not ours. It's just what, another. What's different, Emma? What's different in that world? No, You're I'm hiding not, something. I'm not hiding. You're hiding something. <laughs> you keep because you would just be like, and then our world. Because that I mean, from everything that I've seen, that's our world. Well, like, probably colors. is to an extent. Teslas are driving around. Like, come on. 
It probably is, but like when you're reading when you're reading the book, it doesn't say our world. It just uh, says another okay. world. Okay. Don't hide something from me. Don't you hide stuff from me. So, episode four is next. I really want to meet some new characters. Mrs. Coulter, I don't know where they're going with her, and I'm curious to see how they're going to keep going. Uh, Boreal is weirdly in the forefront of everything, and I don't understand why. I absolutely love it. Like, every time he he hits the stage, it's just like, I I love these these characters. Like, these, these smooth villains mm-hmm. like that's what i just like i like smooth villains um you like smooth criminals wow Ooh. let's not uh disney already took away the the michael jackson episode we're not gonna we're not gonna bring that up but uh what was it oh, crap i just had a thought of what i want to see in episode four uh and you took it away from me because you wanted to make that <laughs> stupid smooth criminal joke so i can't remember now whatever but yeah i mean i'm i, I like it I'm, I'm liking the show um I don't care what you say about uh, how they're playing some people down and upping some people. I think it flows well. It's not really, it's not, it's not enough. Or it's not making plot holes for me. Like, it's oh, not that it they're creating been. plot holes. It's just that it's changing characters. And obviously it doesn't matter to you because you don't know any other way. Don't. You don't know how they're supposed to be. Now you know how I feel about X-Men movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because you don't know any other way. That's how I feel about <laughs> those people sitting in the theater. You don't know what they're doing. But anyway, I love it. Let's let's uh, let's keep it going. We're almost halfway through. Next episode will be the halfway point. That's weird. Yeah. I have on like eight episode eight series. Episodes. Like give me give me a full. I mean, twenty four. Like we're already greenlit for three seasons. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You say it. It better happen. All right. I guess that is where we're gonna end off for today. How are you gonna end it? You have Just no idea. Just cut it right there. <laughs> Just in that in that moment of silence. No, because you have to end off stuff. This is oh. your podcast, so you have to have a signing out of some sort. Uh, thank you guys for listening, if anybody has made it this far, uh, oh, through all of our winding and... and okay, you made me lose my train of thought by interrupting me. Were you going to say whining and dining? I said winding. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Anyway, bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>